Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, as always, let's reintroduce our wonderful players for this evening. Going to my left this time, because we rarely ever shake things up here. And we will start with our lovable centaur friend, Carolyn. Hello, friends. Hi, it's me, Tyler. I play our lovable, I guess, oaf, uh, Carolyn, in this lovely campaign. And we have discovered some of my new artistic talents, though Elon seems to not care, and it breaks my little centaur heart. So that aside, we'll see if my talents are recognized later on this episode. Indeed, we shall. And moving right along to from our artistic talent of the party to our talent in, dare I say, flirting, <laughs> Chatwin. Hi, everyone. It's me, Chatwin, being played here today by the one and only G. Yeah, I think she's getting better at flirting. I think she's always been good at flirting. She's just been around men for this entire time. <laughs> Indeed. And as we all know very well, Chatwin is a disaster lesbian, and we love it. <laughs> so we move on from our disaster lesbian to the father of a lesbian and the dad of the rest of the group as well, Damien. Hello, everybody. I'm Damien. I am your typical ordinary man as the father figure for this group and a father of two children and i'm played by the shithead jeremy hi everybody i'm jeremy you've seen me a lot in most of the things that uh emma hosts so yes indeed jeremy is a recurring staple here at ttn and all of our shows and we love him <laughs> moving on from jeremy though to his wife and her character elon Hi, I'm Rosie, and I'm playing Elon, the guard captain from the city of Kriath. Uh, what do I have to say this evening? I, I think Elon is turning into my personality where I just get irritated at everybody and sometimes voice them. Beautiful. And we will definitely see how that plays out tonight as we get into our recap. So last time, our wonderful party set out into the scorching desert of the Howling Dunes in search of a way to handle the plague that was slowly overtaking the region. They spent about a week in the unbearable heat, and Damien's condition quickly deteriorated until he finally discovered a cottage in the middle of this desert wasteland. They spent the night, rested, recuperated, and were woken the next morning with stew cooking and a tall woman in the kitchen cooking it. She introduced herself as Waylon, confirming herself to be the giant lady that the party had been searching for. And as we return back to our party, she appears ready to talk business. So as she sits in front of you, she states as she had the previous time, I typically don't collect gold in my dealings with others, but I ask of you all, what exactly is the lives of an entire region worth to you? 
You mean like our our families or something? Well, if your families live in the Howling Dunes, then they might have been affected. But but you're saying we have to give something up that means something to us for our trade, since it's not gold. It's not like we can offer you potions or remedies. Yes, there would have to be some sort of trade involved, of course, but I'm not foolish. I'm not going to ask you all to give me your families unless you really wanted to get rid of them. Then I might accept that, but... If you can find them. Well, you would have to deliver them to me if I was going to give you this artifact. It's very valuable, you see. I'm not going to take any chances on this one. A a bit of a question. This artifact, is it a permanent solution or is this something... That would just sort of cure it for a bit, and then it would come back in ten years. Well, it's a solution now. I can't permanently wipe out a disease. I don't think there's any sort of item that can make sure anything never exists again. Then we wouldn't have any of the common diseases that we do. Shame, that is. But no, that's fair. If I had a thing that could just eradicate all sickness and germs forever, I'd be living well, is all I'm saying. Exactly. Someone would have gotten rich off of that a long time ago. Yeah, that's a good point. People are terrible. Everything sucks. Okay. Um, what sort of things do people normally offer up for uh, bargains such as this? Well, it could be anything. Most of them will offer up memories. You, you can offer memories? It is something that I can accept. Do they have to be good ones? They have to be of significance, yes. Elon gives a very hard look at Chatwood. <laughs> I, no, I'm not offering it up. I just It's a thought experiment. I'm just saying. And Waylon raises an eyebrow at that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I just, I think the repercussions from it would be worse for me in the end. But the idea of being able to forget those like five years of my life is kind of appealing, I have to say. I'm thinking about it for a moment, but I'm not going to. Chatwin keeps thinking about it. (laughs) Most of the time, the memories I accept are more positive in nature. Not necessarily something that people would rather forget, but things that they would rather not. Especially for a price as high as this. I also accept certain talents. I have a... Very important question first, if that's if that's okay. I think we're still trying to wrap our heads around this. You have the ability to take these things? Well, I made this. And she gestures to the, the cottage that you're sitting in. Appear out of nowhere in the middle of the desert. And it never appears in the same place. Right. This is a very powerful artifact that you're talking about. And what do you do with the things that we give you? And why is that any of your concern once they're out of your possession? Hmm? It's just an odd thing that I guess you would want in a trade. Well, they give me experiences that, though I can do incredible things, each being's life is unique. I can't have the same experience as any other person doing what I do. So simply accepting that experience from someone experience of love, of life, of relationships that I have never had. It can be quite interesting. Think of it like reading a book. So do you have to, like, take them away? Yes. Oh, why? I, I don't understand that part. You want to experience 
what someone else has been through. That's I can understand that, but why take them from the person? Well, because then there would be no cost to the deal. I mean, sharing your personal life with somebody seems like a pretty big cost. But there's no stake involved. Think about it this way. If I'm going to give you this major artifact that once you use it, it cannot be used again, and then I have to go through the tiring process to create a whole new one, which takes quite some time, might I add, even for someone as powerful as myself. Just saying, oh, you can have a glimpse into my memories. I'd say that's not necessarily fair, is it? There's no cost to you. You still get to walk away with everything that you had. Uh, I guess. I'm, I'm not really good at these kind of things. All right, fine. So you're not willing to part with memories or cherished moments. That's understandable. Let's, let's move into something that is a little more doable. Do you want the memory of a one-night stand with a hot bartender? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never give that up. Must have been a very hot bartender if that's not something you're willing to part with. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was just not. I just I was trying to find a way to slip that in the conversation organically, but there's really no way. I guess I just wanted to brag. Another curiosity, I suppose I had. I'm just trying to get a feeling for sort of what our range is. What's other people have offered? What's What's something that you've been given that was unexpected or out of the ordinary, or you haven't been offered it before? Anything strange like that? Hmm. I have been offered trades of other rare items. Those are usually interesting. Promises of services. It's hard to think of things I've never been offered before. Because I don't necessarily know what to expect that you would have to offer if it's never something you've offered before. Have you gotten limbs from people before? Limbs. Like if someone said, I need this and I will give you an arm for it. Well... Is it your limb, or is it the limb of someone else, and what significance is it? Let's say, hypothetically, you can have my leg. Is that, like, a deal that sounds appealing? Would you do weird stuff with it, or would you just kind of put it on a shelf? I can't tell you if I'd have specific plans for it, necessarily, but a leg is a hearty sacrifice. It might be something that, with a little extra to sweeten the deal, I might consider. Okay. I got a memory that I'd be willing to part with. I don't really want to get rid of it, but it's not, like, crucial. What is it? I got to celebrate with uh, a fae king. We went out drinking. A fae king, you say? Interesting. Something else I might consider. I, I figured that's something you you probably haven't seen much of. No. Do you, you mind if we have a little powwow on our own between our, just ourselves? Of course. You may in just a moment. Before you discuss, I have thought of something that I definitely do want, regardless of what else is added into the deal. I want a blood sample from one of the victims of this plague before you cure it. Okay. We might have to go back and get that and then come back. Would we be able to find you easily or would we have to almost die in the desert again? And with that, you watch as she sort of raises her arm, holds it out straight opens her hand, and that back door opens, and in flies a raven, black as night, with a single white feather on each wing. And she holds up her arm and looks. One of you can bring my companion with you. 
he will return it to me. Carowin is going to use this opportunity to trot on over, and he's going to snatch that little baby right up. Fantastic. And it would hop on over to you after the woman nods at it and kind of look up at you and just go, Ah, wonderful. I'm so excited. Ah, yes, me too. <laughs> it seems he likes you. Fantastic. I will treat him with the utmost care. I'm glad to hear that. Anyway, that was my only solid condition. Feel free to discuss what you would like to offer. So do we go to another room, I suppose? That's up to you guys. Um, yeah, let's leave the room. So you all step out to... You're sitting in sort of like the combined like kitchen, living room area. But as you know, there are the bedrooms down the hall. You could also probably step outside without issue. Uh, let's just go to a bedroom. So we can close the door, go to the first bedroom that there is. It doesn't matter whose it is because it's not really ours. Mm -hmm. So we all get in there and it's like, anybody have any ideas? I have a few. I pitched my idea already to her. The leg? Mm -hmm. How are you going to walk? I will be fine. It's not my first time, you know, losing body parts. Okay. Okay. Better question. How does everybody feel about the sample of blood? I don't know what she would want with it. Maybe she needs it to make another, like, all-curing artifact or something. Or another plague. Or another plague, that's true. She seems rather weird. She might just want to look at it. Yeah, maybe she just wants to look at it, yeah. She just sit in her little cottage all day just looking at this vial of blood. <laughs> Carowin's gonna, like, uh... Because he has a little bird with him, and he's gonna, like, kind of look at it and, like, What do you think, birdie? Does she like to look at weird stuff? Okay, yes, she does like to look at weird stuff. Do you actually understand bird? Sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, that's not that strange. I feel like everyone does. Maybe we shouldn't have the bird in here while we're talking. Hmm. Hmm. Do you mind waiting outside, Birdie? We have things to disgusting, clandestine, secret things, and he's gonna like just do weird little secret hand motions. <laughs> And with that, it will hop off of wherever you're, like, allowing it to perch. And it'll hop towards the door and kind of look up at all of you. I'll open the door for it. There you go. Sorry. We didn't think of that. You notice that, though you didn't see it before when you first entered, there's a wooden perch built into, like, one of the walls that it flutters up to to wait for you all to finish your discussion. I legit thought there was going to be like a little birdhouse somewhere nestled in the wall, almost like a cuckoo clock. <laughs> Beautiful. Just going to close the door behind it. Okay. Oh, Damien, or everyone, she seemed to be really keen on your memory of your night out with the king. So I might have a suggestion where, you know, no one has to lose an arm or a leg, literally, and we can all keep our memories intact. As I am a ranger of the Fae, I can technically, though with much-ish supervision-ish, go between realms. So I could potentially offer this Waylon person a, uh, at least maybe one way, maybe two way, I don't know. We would have to see. Trip to the Fae realm. Absolutely not. That seems kind of dangerous. 
no offense, we've seen someone who's gone over to the Fey land. If you don't remember that, you know, tried to uh, destroy everything, brought my wife back from the dead, and uh, I feel like I didn't kill him enough. I would say the blood drop might also be another way to start up another plague, which means someone else goes into the desert to make more deals with her. But I mean, we weren't tasked with, you know, taking care of that plague, just this one. So, like, our hands are clean. Either way. That seems rather irresponsible. Yeah, okay, I hear it now. I have big memories that I can offer, and I have a talent or two I could offer. I, okay, let's not, don't offer up your talents, and also I, Elon, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I feel like you have so few good memories, I don't want you to give any of them up. I would just offer the Sylvan language. I can speak a couple. I could offer deep speech. I don't think anyone speaks deep speech. What is deep speech? It's something I learned one summer. Ilya at the time had a weird interest in in this one book that featured it, and I thought it would impress her, so I learned it one summer, and it really hasn't served me any use since. Hmm. I, how about this? We could see if the vial of blood and the memory of the faking party is enough. If not, trust me on this, if I offer up the leg, I will absolutely be fine. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. I'm going to give her the condition that I get to choose which one. Are you going to give her Santavec's leg? No! Santavec doesn't have a physical body. That's sort of my whole problem. You said you would be fine and that you'd pick which leg. I was I was trying to think of a loophole. And Santavec would pipe up in the back of your head, chat one, and be like, My body parts, real or ethereal? are not a part of any deals that you might make. I know, that's why I didn't even bring you into the conversation. Good, I don't expect to be brought into this conversation. I know, you're not going to be, it's fine, it's okay, calm down. People like this are dangerous, Chatvin. I don't know if you should be making deals with her at all. I know you think she's hot, but... <laughs> Look, that's not it. That is part of it, but that's not all, okay? There she goes again, <laughs> talking to herself. Carolyn's just watching her lose her cool, giggling and trying not to buckle under Santhavec's pressure. All right, listen, I'm, I'm saying I'm not going to go out there and put my leg on a chopping block and psh, slice it off for her. I'm saying we offer the blood vial and the night with the faking, which I'm sorry when I put it that way, makes it sound like you slept with him. We offer those two things. If that's not enough, I will do with the leg. Like I told her, it's not the, you know, it wouldn't be the first time a body part was lost. Can we do something else beside the vial of blood? I'd rather not go through trying to get near anybody and trying to get it. What if we did the leg and the memory? Carowin's going to kind of raise his hand as everyone's in huge debate. Like, I am also a fae. I have lots of fae memories. I feel like that is some untapped potential. But how will it change you? I suppose it depends on what memory. We fae are pretty light on the details in a lot of ways, so it's probably not that big of a deal. Probably. What if you... Do you have, like, a memory of, like, something that changed you deeply as a person and made you a better person? And if you give it to her, you're suddenly going to be, like, an evil bastard? Anything like that? Well, why would you want that to happen? No, I'm saying don't do that. <laughs> if, <laughs> if there's anything like that, please, probably don't offer that up. That's what we're saying. If What if you offer up a memory and it changes you as a person? Carolyn's going to think for a second, like, 
though there was that one time. And then he's just kind of like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I made a joke. <laughs> I cannot recall any such memory that changed me so dramatically that if I were to lose it, I would no longer be who I am. All things considered, we fare pretty carefree in a lot of ways. So we don't necessarily hold on to too, too much in too many regards. I have plenty of positive memories, some interesting cultural knowledge that if I were to lose parts of it could probably piece back together relatively easily and or just do without. I mean, there are some really obscure things that are more archaic knowledge regarding fey society that don't really play a role in our current realm. So I could offer up that if she is interested in just general knowledge and information. I also have this. And Emma, I have a, I guess from my background as a noble, I have a signet ring that maybe comes from my house. Mm-hmm. I would hold that up. Oh, I'll take mine out. We can both do ours. I mean, I don't need mine. And it does hold merits. I mean, if she were ever to go to, I mean, for my ring and Kriath or your Yours would probably not be as positive. Mine would probably get a kill, Jure, so I put it back. <laughs> I have a memory I don't mind also getting offering up. Will it change me as a person? Probably. But I think it would definitely... It sounds like something she's looking for. How about we go talk to her again and see what we're feeling about offering up one or two things and not offering up the blood and kind of see where she's at on how agreeable she will be to some of our ideas. Sure. That sounds good. Okay. And try to keep your leg. It's fine. You only have two and I have four and I would definitely miss one of mine. I can't imagine how you would feel with only one. She'll be attached to your back. We're gonna start walking out then. Alright. And with that, you all exit the room. Carowin, the raven, flutters right back onto your shoulder, gives a quick ah, and ruffles its feathers a little bit. And you all walk back in to see her having moved from the stool that she was sitting on to now calmly relaxing in one of the chairs in the living room. And she sits up and goes, oh, have you all made a decision? Uh, not quite a final decision. I suppose we want to narrow down our options a bit. How non-negotiable is the vial of blood? The fact that you've said that this plague can't be cured by any sort of magic is interesting to me. I would love a chance to study it and figure out exactly why. So I'd say that's a pretty big part of this deal, unless you have something equally as big to offer. Okay. Could I just ask you Point blank. Is there going to be anything malicious happening with it? Or is it just simply scientific curiosity? Can we offer it to you with the conditions that you will not use it to make another plague? Or the same plague? She considers it for a moment and says, Honestly, that wasn't even something that was on my radar. I don't really go around passing diseases. I suppose that for the chance to study it and figure out why it is the way it is. I suppose I could part with that condition depending on what else is included in this deal. Would the vial of blood and the memory of the Fae King Hardly Knights, would those two be acceptable? 
I think I'd need a little more than that. If it was just a party night, I'm not sure there's much information there to be had. I'm intrigued by this fake king. I want to know more. How about a vial of blood and the friendship and memories of someone? How close of a friend was this person? They taught me the first person that taught me to enjoy myself. My friend James. That is definitely tempting. Elon, if you gave that up, would you be a massive stick in the mud, though? I don't know. I know all of you. And I, it's not like I can just change how I treat all of you. Mm. I would, of course, forget probably the first time I got drunk and got a tattoo. Are those even things you normally remember? <laughs> not really. But she would have them, and someone could remember. You want all the memories of when I was drunk. I'll gladly give those up, since I can't remember them. <laughs> that certainly sounds entertaining, but I can't take anything that you can't remember. Ah, I see. Anybody got anything better? Not a leg? I'm No, the leg is on the table. Don't listen to them. The leg is still on the table. Your leg's on the f ground. Yeah, I can, I can... The leg's not currently on the table, but it can be put on the table. Carowin at this point is going to kind of step forward and he'll just kind of like, Hello, yes, Miss Desert Alchemist. As you can probably tell, I am not like my companions here. And I believe I may have some memories and some information that you might find most intriguing. What sort of information? Well, and I guess he will kind of just cock an eyebrow and say, Do you know what I am? I know you're not of this realm. And at that, we'll do a, a sort of a short bow and he'll say, I am a fae and I come from the fae wilds. As you seem to be somebody who is oh so intrigued by that which remains either inaccessible or unknown to them, I can offer tidbits of information that can expand your horizons and give you some idea of what else lies out there. And, depending on how much you allow me to retain, I may even be able to offer you context into what any of that means, in a sort of cultural sense. Though, I would have to retain some level of understanding. Interesting. Now, when you say some level of understanding, what boundaries does that set for me as far as the information that you could provide? As far as limitations are concerned, I wouldn't be able to give you, say, if I were to give you information about a holiday or certain festivities, that might be very well within reason, as it is likely I can either very quickly or easily regain that information once I return to my realm. That is no problem there. However, certain aspects more core to perhaps the Fae itself, I'm not sure if I could offer that necessarily, as it probably, from what you've said, if I don't know fully or grasp fully, I can't offer that to you in the first place. So I can only truly offer perhaps what I know for sure, yes? Well, it's not necessarily what you know, it's what you remember. If you remember a confrontation or a conversation you had with someone but didn't necessarily grasp the meaning of it, that doesn't mean that I can't still pluck the memory of the conversation and interpret it myself. It's more like what your friend referenced with 
His memories of being drunk. I can't take memories that don't exist. And if he can't remember, then I won't be able to take it, because that memory does not exist in his mind. I see. Now, one thing I don't think any of us have asked, the memories that you take, can they ever be recovered through natural means, such as, let's say, somebody, you took someone's memory of their name and their general identity, for example, though I doubt anyone would offer that up, if somebody were to sit down and say, re-teach them who they are, their name, their background, their history, though it might be up to them to believe it, would they be able to recover some sense of, say, self or any of the memories that have been taken? Well, if you're a fae, you know the power of names. Once you give that to someone, you can't take it back. It's the same with anything I'm offered. Now, if you were to give me memories of a holiday, if you go back and relive that holiday in the present day, you'll have memories of that holiday again. But... The memory of whatever holiday celebration you give me, you can never recover that. I see. Well, that opens up, I think, more opportunities, actually, in that case. I can offer you a plethora of cultural, diverse cultural experiences that you may otherwise never have had the opportunity to experience. Does that sound amenable to you? I can offer you about, and he's going to kind of do some calculations with, like, various kind of fey events and activities and years and thinks of uh, certain events. So I can offer you about, I think, reasonably about 10, not actual, like, in span span, but at least 10 years worth of certain memories. Does that sound fine? That sounds doable. Now, having said what I said... She looks to Elon. Does that change your mind about... Not really. It's still on the table. I feel like you're wanting something that actually means something to us, and it means something to me. But if you accept his, I take mine off the table. Well, uh, I don't understand what you're saying about names, but can I just give you my name? Would that count as compensation? No, 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 no. Carowin is going to immediately... <laughs> like... <laughs> Step in the way. Everyone surges forward. No, no. <laughs> he is going to grab Damien by the shoulders and he's going to look at him with the most serious expression that he has offered ever in his time with them and say, do not ever surrender your name to one who asks it, who has the power to take it. Not even me. Uh, but you all know d -d 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 this is different do not and he's going to kind of place a firm thick finger over his lips and be like do not offer that promise me Damien is going to look at her and is like is, is that something that can be offered it can <laughs> I just I, I need to know And what, what's its value a name has extraordinary value Carowin is going to kind of like look back between the lady and <laughs> And him and basically say, Look, Carowin, I, I understand that that is something very important to you as a fae. I, I completely get it. <laughs> but if that can help you all retain your memories, Chatwin not to lose a leg, and it's not to have to give you a vial. Damien, Eliana 
explained a little bit to me. It's it, it's not the same, but it's kind of on the same scale of offering your soul. I mean, she'd have to fight Odarian for it. Yes, and her eyes furrow a little bit at that. Your soul belongs to a god. Yeah, I think so. He gives me power. Isn't that how that works? Giving your soul to a god and making a deal for power are two very different things. Have you spoken to him before? Yes, several times. You've spoken face to face with Odirian several times? Yes. She looks around at the rest of you. Is this something all of you have done? I mean, yeah. we were there for it, yeah. I, I, I have memories of two gods. I mean, I guess technically, but I don't really believe in gods, so... I'm I'm going to look at Elon and be like, slap me. Hard. What? Why? Just do it. I slap him. Fuck it. <laughs> he knocks some sense into him. Roll the hit. <laughs> do I need to? Yes, you need to roll the hit. This is an unarmed strike. Unarmed, so it's just strength base? It's just, Yeah, it's one plus your strength modifier for damage. Unless you're a monk or have unarmed fighting. Uh, That's a 17 total. 17 to hit? Yeah. Is it bad to say that I don't think that that hits me? Oh, I don't I don't I don't have my armor on, never mind. Oh, I fucking hit him then. <laughs> so, yeah, you were you were get you do 6 damage if you hit someone with an unarmed strike. Mhm. With that, you see Elon turn and this slap rings out through this this room that's fairly silent aside from the conversation that you all had been having. And Carolyn, even the raven sort of flutters off your shoulder for a moment, surprised by the, the loud noise before settling back down. Damien, you take six points of damage as Elon slaps you straight across the face. I am going to close my eyes and think of many, many very angry memories, specifically my wife being an undead, and be like, Oh, Darian, you mind talking to somebody for me, please? Roll me a d100. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a 37. It takes a moment, but the voice rings out in the back of your head. Who am I talking to, and why have they made you this angry? Uh, I made myself this angry. I was offering some lady once a deal willing to trade names. Don't offer your name to strange women <laughs> somebody said something about that being the same as a soul and i said that she'd have to fight you for it because you you own my soul i think i damien i do not own your soul well we told her we met you and she doesn't believe it so is there anything you can do to help it be more believable and can you tell her that you own my soul who is this woman and why do i need to lie to her about the possession of your soul. Because she's going to help us get rid of the plague that your little chaos mistress probably created. Because we're doing the job you asked us. So please, get your ass down here and help me. Well, I can't just magically appear anywhere. It takes me time to travel, too. I will agree to a meeting with her, if that will sweeten the deal. Sure. I open my eyes and look at her. It's like, Odirian said he'll meet with you, if that will sweeten the deal. <laughs> She studies you a bit and looks at all of you. That very much would. That combined with one of the two sets of memories and the blood vial to be used for study and not for creating additional plagues. I'd say 
We have a very fair trade. So which one would prefer? The memories of friends or culture? Karen is not going to give Elon a moment. And he's going to... He's going to kind of be like, I don't know what he has to do. He's basically going to stand in front of Waylon and be like, me. Someone's eager. Very well. And she will leave her hand for a moment. And you'll see a piece of parchment appear before her where she will have written out in flowing cursive writing the terms of your agreement. Carolyn is going to take this and <laughs> I just imagine him pulling out a set of like just uh, half spectacles and just, you know, examining it very, very closely. <laughs> I mean, the Fae are very well versed with contracts. So uh, he is going to examine it with due scrutiny after looking over it and being certain of, you know, the exact terms and conditions associated with what he's offering up in terms of like he and what he's thinking is specific memories of specific events activities and the like from various years of his life that can perhaps shape a better cultural picture for this person while also being able to retain a general sense of what some of these things are too so he's not gonna like offer core understanding of what this thing is just like okay memory from this your memory from this and stuff like that and after Reading it thoroughly, he is going to nod his head uh, kind of sagely and he will, I guess, is there like a magical pen or thingamajig to sign it? A quill pen and ink would have appeared next to it. Okay. So yeah, he will, I guess, sign the document agreeing to offer up what he specified. Perfect. And as you sign, she would look over at everyone else kind of expectantly and say, even though your friend is offering up the memories, I do still need signatures from all for, she looks at Damien, the meeting, and assurance that I will get my vial of blood. All, all right. Looks at the paper, tries to sign the same way Carolyn did. Oh, wait, no, not there. D down here, over here. Yep, right here. Yeah, okay. Lady, you're really strange, you know that? <laughs> so I've been told. Hell, I guess strange is normal now. I mean, you all talk to gods, travel with a fae, and are offering up legs that you wouldn't miss. I'd say that's pretty strange, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Regardless, she'll watch as you all come forward and sign the paper. And with that, she will wave her hand once again, and the paper will vanish along with the quill pen and ink. Well, it is a pleasure doing business with you. I suppose I can hold up my end of the deal now. And with that, she would step over to the bookshelf, pulling out one of the books and opening it to reveal a small chest hidden inside. Out of it, she pulls a gemstone, black as night, about the size of her palm. And it almost seems to, s when you look at it for long enough, there almost seems to be some sort of even darker energy, if that's possible, swirling through it. Curls and curls of even darker black, as if it contains a void within it. She approaches Carowin and says, I will give you the stone, and at the same time, I will take what memories I am owed. 
Erwin nods as he holds out his hand. And with that, she places the stone in your hand. And as she's sort of closing your hand around the gem, you look into her amber eyes. And for a moment, you're met with a completely different face, Carolyn. The visage fades and this beautiful young woman you were speaking to but a moment ago, her, her young visage fades into something wicked and creased and horrible. Her charming smile becoming rows of sharp fangs, her skin becoming a almost a royal purple covered in wrinkles and creases. And you watch as though her hand has closed this gem in yours, the other reaches up to your forehead and you almost feel this pull as these experiences flash in front of you. All of these festivals that you've attended, all of these events that made your experience growing up as a fae, you sort of understood what being a fae was through some of these things. And it's almost like you're watching something fall that you don't want to let slip through your grasp. And it just brushes your hand as it goes past towards the ground. You feel these memories flashing before your eyes for the last time before they're gone forever. And you're like, wait, what was that that I just saw? And then it's gone. And as fast as you're wondering about it, the next thing is flashing in front of your eyes like a movie projector. And soon, 10 years worth of life and culture no longer exists like fog clouds in your memory. And the moment that you grasp that you f feel no different, the visage is back. This is the same Wayland that you saw when you walked in to speak with her that morning. And she looks at you, removes her hand. The rest of the party, you would have just simply seen her place the gem in Carowin's hand, touch his forehead for just a moment, and then remove her hand. What felt like an eternity for you, Carowin, took but a second in real time. And she looks at you all and says, Well, you have yours. She looks at Damien. Have your god decide a time and place. I'll meet him wherever he needs. He will close his eyes and focus on Odirian again and be like, uh, She wants to know where to meet, when and where to meet you. And having never left the back of your mind necessarily... You feel him pause, like he's still there, but he needs a moment to think. Send her to my temple. I will treat with her there. All right. And he will tell her. Uh, he he'll meet you in his temple. That's what, on Escogo Island? I can I can make that trip. All right. Well, I I'm glad that all worked out. Looks at Carowin. Are you all right? Carowin will kind of pause and... Uh scratch his chin kind of pensively for a moment and he'll think and he'll say i'm still me though perhaps i don't feel the most me as i did before there are definitely gaps that i feel perhaps a, a longing for a moment that is outside of my grasp however i think i am still who i am significantly Oh, uh, okay. If if you need something, 
let me know. Okay, and we'll nod and clap a hand on Odirian, not <laughs> on Damien's <laughs> shoulder and just kind of nod his head. Well, it was a pleasure doing business with you all. Take good care of the raven, please. His name is Cairn. Carowen will nod as he kind of pats the, the raven on his shoulder. Well, you all have a long journey back. Would you all need, uh, well, I suppose you'll need to stock up on things. Uh, let me get you some water boiling so you can start back and not go thirsty and die in the middle of the desert. We wouldn't want that, now would we? That sounds rather unpleasant. I'm pretty sure I came really close to that. Yeah, you did. Well, it's definitely, definitely up there with the possibility of losing your name. <laughs> and she'll smirk as she turns around, and you'll see that in lightning speed, the stew pot is is emptied into a jug, which she places off to the side, as if to offer you for rations to take with you. And within a moment, the fire flares up again, and there is salt water boiling on the hearth. Feel free to take some time and rest for just a moment. Though it's still fairly early, I suppose you won't have to worry too much about setting out at this hour. Of course. Uh, do you need any assistance uh, cleaning things up or anything like that before we depart? Just, you know, as sort of a respectful thing as guests of your home. Oh, that won't be necessary. There's not too much here that needs cleaned up, and I'll have help soon enough. Okay, great. But I appreciate the offer. And with that, you'll see her kind of look. Whose water skins need refilled? I think all of ours. Yeah, here, everyone give me your water skins. I'll take them over. Carowin already filled them while we were sleeping. All right. Except for Chatwin's, because Chatwin was in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll ask her if I can... I have my water skin and then my flask for, like, hand-washing water. I'll ask her if I could get those filled. Absolutely, and without hesitation, she'll... Once the water's boiled enough, she will take it and ladle it into your water skins to fill them. While everyone's getting ready, like, getting all of our stuff ready, could I just... Just, I don't know, catch her for a second? <laughs> Being very casual about it, try not to draw the attention from all of my party members. Just um, kind of catch her eye for a second. Uh, could I um, just just a moment with you, if you if you have the time? Of course. What can I do for you? All kind of motion for us to like walk to a, like into the kitchen while they're in the living room or something. Just kind of just kind of away from earshot of it. I suppose just a question. There's this really shitty wizard nobleman that I really want to kill the shit out of him. Problem is, he's really good at sort of manipulating my perception, making me think I'm fighting one person when really I'm fighting the other. He seems very potent with things along the lines of necromancy, things like that. Also, just in general, seems very well versed in the arcane. It's going to be difficult for me to as I said, kill the shit out of him. Do you have any experience with really shitty wizards like that that really need killing? Do you have anything like that that... I don't know. I'm just sort of at a loss for what to do with this man. And you seem like someone who knows and has a lot. Well, I've certainly collected my share of experiences over the years. What sort of advice are you looking for, Chad? 
she really, really fucked me over, and I'm trying to figure out how to fix it. I'm not sure. I don't know if killing him would solve all my problems, but it would make me feel at least a little better. If I'm being honest with you, Wayland, I'm not entirely positive what I'm asking. As I said, you just seem someone who knows a lot, and has a lot. Have you ever heard of, in all of your um, experience gathering everything, have you ever heard of the Thames? Donovan Thames specifically? Her eyebrows furrow for a moment, and she thinks, it's not a name that sparks any sort of reaction, if that's what you're asking. But there's one thing about people that have a lot, Chapman, that I think you should remember. They've usually done a hell of a lot to get it, and won't usually part with it for free. What I can give you, without another deal, is that if you're that sure that he needs to die, then it sounds like you've already made up your mind what you need to do. Yeah. I know it's uh, asking a lot of you to just, you know, give up free information and everything. Um, if I had something specific in mind that I could ask you for, I probably would, without hesitation. That's sort of my problem is I'm not sure what the best course of action is in dealing with this man, so... Well, if in the future you think of what you need, then now that you've seen me and you know where to find me, you won't have to nearly kill yourself in the desert. You can simply shout my name. Okay. Though you of all people would be absolutely fine spending weeks in the desert, wouldn't you? I'd probably be okay for a little longer. But good I don't have to do it again, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I will absolutely keep you in mind, and don't be surprised if I do reach out to you, if I come to a conclusion that I need your aid with. I think there are many things I'm willing to part with to get rid of that blight of a man, so. Then I will be waiting. And with that, not letting you leave the room first, she would brush her nails just very gently across your cheek, Chatwin, as she walks past. <laughs> okay, great. Chatwin just waits for a few seconds after she leaves and just, just kind of stands in there, just thinking about it for a second. Considering making deals with more devils to get rid of the one that hurts most? Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't sound like too bad of a gig. Depends what she asks you for. That's true. I'm what I'm still the leg is not on the table. I'm just saying, I think I would be fine. You say that, and then you have to hop everywhere. <laughs> I will. I will explain once we leave my thought process behind it. But I thought for a second, but I didn't think that she you would want me telling her about you right off the bat. I thought for a second, though, you know. What can you do to provide a free physical form for someone who doesn't have one? That would be a very interesting way to get there. I don't know what we have that would be worth that, though. That would probably cost a lot. Yeah. Enough that you and I might not be able to provide. I don't have that many legs. No, you definitely don't have that many I legs. I can go get some. I don't think they would all be mine, but I could get some. I don't know what she would do with a ton of legs, though. Me neither. <laughs> Just kind of put them on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Make a chandelier out of them. Weirdly, she seems the type. <laughs> I leave. <laughs> and with that, is there anything anyone else is doing to prep for their journey back into the desert? <laughs> Damien's going to 
regarb. Actually, he's going to put his armor in his bag. He learned his lesson. Beautiful. After being stripped bare by Aelon, he finally learned. You make that sound so dirtier than it needs to be. Just, no. Listen, Damien was dirty and needed to be cleaned. It's just fact. All the dirt and grime of the desert, you know? It's the desert madness. It's okay. I will say I'm kind of eager to leave because this place has weird vibes. Yeah. So, like, once we get all of our stuff, I'm like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Indeed. And with that, as you all head towards the door, Waylon standing in the living room, sort of seeing you out with the last polite waves and safe travels. I believe that is where we will end it for this evening, everyone. Yay. Thank you all so much for listening to our heated deals with hags. If you liked this episode and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And be sure to follow us on social media for all of the other shenanigans of our podcast network, Tabletop Tail Spinners, where we do all sorts of other fun TTRPG podcasts in different systems and different worlds. Like, for example, I am also DMing a new podcast coming out on August 24th, which is not out by the time we're recording this, but by the time it's releasing will be out, called Improv Madness, which is a series of one-shots that are all made up on the spot with both players and DM rolling on some fun little tables. So actually, I think you will see our entire party featured on that podcast at some point or another. So if you want to see all of us in crazy shenanigans where we have no idea what's happening until we're doing it, then you should definitely check out that podcast. It's going to be really fun. Aside from that, uh, you can follow our podcast network, Tabletop Tailspinners, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That is Tabletop Tailspinners, all one word, all lowercase. Thank you all again so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! 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 Like, 